Hello and welcome to the 7-Minute Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, where we believe that even small kingdom leadership truths can make a substantial difference in our lives and leadership. For the notes, please go to outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed for the free downloads. If you find this content helpful, then please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing this on whichever podcast platform you use, as this makes it easier for others to find. And if it's helpful to you, why not share it and discuss it with your leadership teams? Now, here is this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Mustard Seed Leadership, where we're on week number five of a series called Building on Biblical Values. And the key text is from 1 Corinthians 3, verses 10 to 13, where Paul the Apostle said, Because of God's grace to me, I laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now, others are building on it, but he has the key verse. Whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. Now, for me, this is a key passage of scripture because basically means that our leadership is going to be evaluated one day. Interesting, it doesn't say the quantity, but rather the quality of our leadership. So whether you're leading a church, a ministry, or a business, an organization, and if you want to do it to the glory of God, then we need to build according to biblical values, because God's going to test the quality. We could be building with gold and silver and jewels, which was that which is built on God's word in love by the the Holy Spirit, or we could be building on our own pragmatic wisdom or the latest business techniques or organizational techniques. So the big idea is co-laborers with Christ, we need to build the church on a revelation of Christ by the Holy Spirit in obedience to his word and with love. So how are we going to use these values? Three quick things. One, we've got to own them first. Before anyone else is going to catch them, we have to catch them. That means they need to become a revelation. I would encourage you to meditate on these things, ponder them, look at the scriptures until they become revelation to you so that you can impart them to others. Number two, model them through your example. You know that as a leader, it's not what you say, it's what you live. People are going to catch your heart. They're going to catch your culture and values. So you've got to begin to model them. And then thirdly, we multiply them by talking, talking, and talking. That means including them into your sermons, into your pep talks, into those leadership moments, into your leadership training times. Talk about them, include them, uh, explain them until the rest of the church or organization catches on. So let's get to value number five. And the fifth value is friendship and not just function. Now, this is a beautiful one. And uh, as I'll give a little testimony later, probably the one that has caused me the most damage when I have violated. So let's uh, have a little bit of a deeper look. First, firstly, what is this value about? Well, basically, it means our churches should be built around relationships and the value of who people are and not just the value of what they can do. Now, this is critical. We are called to function together. We've been given different gifts and uh, 
there's lots to do in the kingdom. However, what is the basis of the relationships in the church or organization? If they primarily built around function instead of love and friendship, then when the function changes, the relationship could end. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 to 3, that famous passage. Paul says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had faith that could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. In other words, the big idea there is you can have the best functions, you can have the best ministry, you can have the best gifts and charisma however if the foundation of your ministry and relationships is not love then actually it counts for nothing so why is this so important because whatever we achieve without love is meaningless now here's a a silly example i like to use but in reality it's happened to us let's say you're leading a church and let's say you're desperate for a musician maybe you need a new drummer and one day dinner in through the door on a sunday morning walks a drummer you know he's a drummer because he's got two drums sticks in his top pocket and you think oh lord you have answered my prayer don't sit down on the pews or in the seats go straight to the drum kit we need a drummer thank you jesus you put him straight into the band and you know what that first sunday is amazing it's so good to have a drummer again by the second Sunday, you, you, you're still happy. He was late for practice and uh, came a bit late for the Sunday service. But, you know, having a drummer is so worth it. By week three, you're realizing not just is he late, but he actually drums so loudly that he kind of drowns out the other musicians. So eventually by week four, you have to address some things, you know, in terms of his tardiness, in terms of his reliability, in terms of can he hold back on his drumming, at which point he loses his temper, blames you, tells you you don't value him, you don't appreciate him and proceeds to leave the church and cause a great disturbance now what's happened you blaming the devil but in fact it's bad building because what you communicated up front is that you value him because of what he can do rather than who he is the whole relationship was built around function and not friendship it's much faster but it's much more damaging and so once the function changed the relationship fell apart And that's what causes so much hurt and division in churches. It takes a lot longer to build relationally. But if I get to the next point, the vision, here's the vision. When we get this right, the church feels tight. Love and friendship are the basis of relationships. And so even when you have to have difficult conversations and correct people, you have a relational bridge to hold things together. And that's what's so crucial. In fact, Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So just a quick testimony. To be honest and vulnerable, I have to admit that almost all of the major dramas we've had in the church have become been because I violated this value, giving people too much function and profile before taking the time to invest relationally in them. So as I like to say, remember, the fastest way to build is once. Build slower, take your time, build relational bridges that can match the functional load. So here's a quick question. How intentional are you being about building relationally with the people in your church or organization? And a couple of practical points. One, cultivate friendship building moments into our church routines. Invest 
relationally. Number two, learn people's names. I know it's a little thing, but it's a big thing. It communicates so much when you take the time to learn names. Thirdly, make sure you feel a heart connection before releasing people into ministry roles. That's crucial. And then lastly, invest yourself relationally. Be generous. Open your heart. Let people get to know you and you set the tone of relational connections. I hope it's helped. May the Lord help you as you build this value into your church. God bless. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.